0: It became about the bigger conversation. And I, it wasn't, it was no longer about like, how do I share my message with the world? Mm-hmm. It was more about what do I stand for? And how do I do that with my story and with my content? And how do I bring other people into that conversation that I'm creating around my values and my
1: mission? This is Show Your Business Who's Boss. Listen in on behind-the-scenes, unfiltered conversations with my favorite business owner friends who take charge and make their businesses work for them. Don't just be your own boss. Show your business who's boss. I'm Pia Silva. On today's episode, I'm speaking to video marketing guru and boss of her business, Paige Wilhide. Paige is a storyteller, content creator, and video coach that helps entrepreneurs get out of their head and in front of the camera so that they can make amazing videos that grow their business. She coaches mission-driven entrepreneurs and influencers on everything from content strategy to at-home video production to camera confidence. We spoke recently and covered topics such as how improv can make you a better business owner, where video marketers are focusing right now, TikTok, TikTok, Instagram Live, YouTube, we'll find out. Also, how to make your partner, prospects, and clients look and feel like geniuses, which is a great skill to have. And a jaw dropping insight about YouTube ads of all things that makes me want to go try them out right now. So, buckle up. Here we go. Well, Paige, welcome to Show Your Business Who's Boss. I'm so excited. I'm delighted to have you here. I picked you up at a networking event years ago, when yeah. your business was copywriting. I it's mean, so it was funny, a totally different business.
0: I to- I've totally transformed my business. Okay. Copy is still a very big part of what I do, and of it's course. like it's all tied into storytelling.
1: At the end of the day, uh, of course. I mean, mm-hmm. it's funny. I'm noticing a theme as I'm talking to people. It, it doesn't matter what business you're in copywriting and storytelling is also your business. So if you started totally. as a copywriter or as a writer, you could go into all kinds of things. Absolutely. And you know what? I don't know if you know this, but I mean, I used to network all the time and I met so many people and I feel like I, I like saw you. That's why I'm saying I picked you up because I was like, <laughs> this girl knows what's going on because your copy was so great and had all this personality because you were a copywriter and uh-huh. you were good at it. But one of those and listeners, you probably sense a theme. It's like walk the walk. You were a copywriter mm-hmm. whose copy was really on point. And yeah. I love that. And that is how, by the way, that's how infrequently I have ex- I see that. Because you that's were like a little so diamond. <laughs> well, I <laughs> you know? was very new at it. I was very new
0: at it. And like I didn't really Surprising. know... What I was doing, to be honest. Like, I I was just kind of figuring it out as I went along. But we the, all are the best. We all are. I mean, still for the day, right? So, yeah. But the best thing that I did when I first started my business was hire a business coach. That's why I looked so good because she was like, You got to do the things for you first, and then you can market yourself.
1: So. Oh, I love it. Who, yeah. who was that? Anyone we know? Anyone I know?
0: Her name's Anna Long. She was based in No, she was based in Portland. She was just a recommendation oh. from a friend. Oh. And I don't think she does I think she does intuitive stuff now, not so much business okay. coaching. Yeah.
1: Okay. But she got you started. That's she very got me cool. started. So, well, fun. I I would say she's the reason we know each other because I just remember being very and I mean, especially if you're saying you were just starting out, you didn't know it didn't look like that. And that yes. is a lesson to us all. You can be very new, but if you do a good job at the thing you're doing, especially if you're in copy or marketing or branding or something where your business can show off your skills, yeah, stands out.
0: And I love it. I love writing. And I think that shows too, right? When you really are yeah. excited and energized mm-hmm. about what you're doing, it's just, you're just going to like have people gravitate towards you.
1: Yeah, well part of that is just you have that inherently in your personality <laughs> your your excitement is like popping off the page when uh, i mean what can i say you're writing <laughs> but that's i mean you can't you can't manufacture that to a certain that's degree. true um, i am full of enthusiasm
0: <laughs> you can't
1: take you can't take the cheerleader out of me oh is that right mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that that doesn't surprise me so so what happened tell us a little bit about how you went from actor to mm-hmm. copywriting to mm-hmm. video. So tell us that progression and where you landed.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I I was writing because I really loved doing it, like I said. But there was also something about writing that felt it felt like just a piece of what I wanted to do. It wasn't the whole thing. It wasn't the whole picture. And I love being around people. And the writing was very is very an introverted activity. And so I would lose steam when I was writing, writing my client's copy. I'd be like sitting at a coffee shop and just like trying to get through it. And I was like, mm. there's gotta be something else that I can kind of translate this to. And what that translated to was video. And that's, that was also like what Anna helped me with, my business coach, was like, mm-hmm. okay, you're not feeling super excited or lit up about this one thing, but you have all of these skills. So what else can we apply those skills to? And at the time, I mean, this was what, 2011 or 2012, when video was still like up and coming. A lot of people didn't know how to use it for marketing or didn't even know how to like get a camera or turn it on. So it was, I I got into video at a very great time and my business just started really blooming from there.
1: Mm. Wow. You moved to video that early? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I was doing copy for about, I think like eight, eight months or so. Oh my goodness. So the transition piece was that I was offering about pages and like Mm. my offering, my service, my core service was redoing your about page. So your story, the copy on your about page and your about page video. And Mm. it was like, I was getting people coming to me for that specifically. And then it was a lot more like, I actually just need a video like I just need more video, more video, more mm-hmm. video. And I'm like, okay, there's something here. Let's follow this mm. this
1: breadcrumb. And what was your background on video when you did that?
0: I so I lived in Japan for a year after I graduated from college. I don't know if I, if you ever knew that I, or I like you remember that. I, I, I do remember that. Yeah. It's I cool. It's yeah you taught English. Unique. I taught English in Japan. Right. Yeah. yeah I remember. And I couldn't communicate and I like had just gotten out of college and I had a degree in communication and I was so struggling because like (laughs) I couldn't, I like really couldn't communicate um, with the people around me and then also communicating the experiences I was having abroad to my friends and family back home. Because like people just get bored when you start telling them travel stories. They don't, they can't relate to it. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: so I started making little videos just with a camera that I had bought in Japan. And I was featuring different like small businesses in my town. So a little ramen shop, a little like photo booth. And I put them on YouTube and it's so wild. I would, I sent the link to like my friends and family and uh, just to share it with them. And I started seeing so much growth on these YouTube videos, like tens of thousands up to like 40,000 views on my video. And I was like, I don't have this many friends and family, like what's going on? So that was really interesting to me. And this was before I even moved to New York. So I knew that there was like video, video was like a thing for me, even before I moved to New York. And I came back and just like got my hands dirty. Like I studied whatever I could. I went, I took a course at the travel channel that they were offering. I learned more about YouTube. I started interning at like these production companies so I could like really learn filmmaking and video. So it was always this passion of mine. And it kind of like when I finally started really doing video seriously for a business in New York, it was like putting all of those pieces together finally. And it all made so much sense.
1: Was it the kind of thing where you're doing this copywriting and you're talking to your coach and it's like, obviously this should be video. Yeah, <laughs> I've been kind of- studying this and doing this forever. Why am I doing
0: copy? <laughs> it was kind of a duh moment, right? Yeah. We're like, yes, that's oh. the thing. Yeah. Duh
1: moments are the key to business. <laughs> I mean, I, yes. I feel like if I can have a couple of duh moments with my clients and our projects, I've yeah. succeeded. It should be is the that thing like, that's right there, right in front of you. I call right it an aha. <laughs>
0: well, it's, that's what I was,
1: is it the same as an aha moment or is it like... I feel like it's like a different flavor. You know, maybe there it's like a Venn diagram. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. There we yes. go. There's yes. some overlapping. There is definitely overlap for yes. sure. <laughs> but if it's something you've been doing this whole time, I usually ask people like, what's your favorite thing to do? What's your most profitable thing to do? Like, let's find them together. And often there's that kind of, it's like a duh, aha moment because, oh, right, this thing over here that I really love and am great at, I that should be my, oh, that should be my business. Yeah. And- so fun when that happens, because then you can just so just dive into it with so much gusto. It's so fun because it's like they're at a
0: precipice. They've just been waiting for that thing to be the thing that makes them money. And mm-hmm. then if you can be the person to guide them into that and mm-hmm. be like, yes, this is the right direction mm-hmm. for you. You've known this all along. Let me show yeah. you how.
1: <laughs> it's
0: really fulfilling.
1: Yes. So, okay. Page media. Yes. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, it, from it was for Britney Copy.
0: No? It was oh yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I didn't know we were gonna bring this up oh, today. No, <laughs> we don't have to. I'm just no, no, no. Remembering.
1: I'm just it's memory so lane.
0: <laughs> so my first oh, name is, is Brittany. Yes, yes. Yeah, my first name is Brittany, and I it's so funny you remember this this is like it's crazy i rarely tell this story there's like you and one other person that i met during that time that still called me Brittany for a little while and i had to be like no actually my name's actually paige so when i started copywriting i was like i'm gonna be professional now I'm gonna be I'm gonna go by Britney. I'm gonna go by my first name because it's the
1: professional
0: thing that adults do or something. Wait, like, had you
1: been Paige your whole life? My whole life.
0: My whole oh. life I've been Paige. My oh. from the from the time I was born. My parents never called me Britney. They just named me Brittany Page. Uh-huh. So it was just wild. I don't even know why. I was like, I'm gonna be Britney Page copy and I'm gonna be known by Britney now. And it just got so confusing and didn't feel right. It, I don't even know. I don't even know why I yeah. did it, but I thought it would make me look better in some way. Hmm. So inauthentic.
1: <laughs> no, just, just funny. I, I can't yeah. even access why <laughs> why you would think that. I but I do know. remember when you then transitioned and I was a little confused. Wait, Paige is your middle name and you're and I actually – I thought you were deciding to go by Paige, not going back to Paige. Oh, oh, (laughs) I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I met you as Brittany. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I guess. I guess you introduced yourself as Brittany.
0: I probably did. It was really hard at networking events because then, like, if people were like, oh, let me find you on Facebook. I'd be like, okay, it's Paige on Facebook. And they're like, what? Wait, why? You changed your name? It's just, yeah. Are you a spy? Is this an alien? Are
1: you trying? What are you hiding? (laughs) What are you hiding? Um, Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Well, so So, that happened, but that's not your business now. Now you show up all day, every day. Let me say another memory I have of you, because this is also kind of a boss moment, is that we did a little services for each other. You did a video for me. You did my story. I did a branch rank for you Uh very early on. And one of the things that I remember was that your main goal was to travel all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Like the only thing I remember. And I was like, well, then Paige, you need to charge this and do this Uh many projects so you can just go travel. If that's all you want, go to Thailand all the time. Go for it. You just need to charge this.
0: (laughs) It was so clear. That's so funny because it is interesting. She just wants to travel all the time. I still love travel and now that I've moved to LA my big desire right now is to buy a beach house that's my new thing so it's the opposite of travel I want some roots and and I want to get grounded here
1: oh so, wow things so change. maybe you wanted to travel because New York was grittier than you realized
0: I, I totally you wanted to
1: get the fuck out
0: <laughs> yep yep now that like yes this is such a realization
1: yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> I totally did <laughs> It's funny, I actually had a very similar experience just from moving three blocks to a bigger apartment. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because when we lived in a, we lived for 10 years in this very small railroad apartment, and it was like every chance we got, it was like brunch, dinner, like go out, go out, go travel. Like I want to be, and now that we live in a much cushier and larger apartment that's very comfortable, we're like, I mean, the bed at these hotels in Europe are just not as comfortable. Like, oh, we're, no. we're like, oh, we got all this stuff here. Like, this is really uh, nice. So i become quite a home buddy. And, uh, and that did intersect with having a kid. So I'm not going to say it's all that, but it's an interesting. I had this realization like, oh, I was just trying to get out of my tiny ass house.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just trying I, to get out I of the I, house can totally relate to that and you don't realize it when you're in it right you're like I just love traveling and moving around all the time I think it's also the same with like maybe relationships in a way when you're like with the wrong person and you're like I just
1: want to like solo travel all the time it's like like, Mm. there's like something there well I chalked it up when I made that realization to just you know being very adaptable you know I'm I'm always trying to be happy with what I have. Like I'm not like looking for something else, but it was a kind of secret way of looking for something else. Yeah. So how's business? What's going on? Especially What's now.
0: On? Yeah. Well it's a And that very, could mean a lot of
1: things by the way.
0: <laughs> it could mean a ton of things. Yeah because like what like what oh, isn't which, happening right now. Which what? <laughs> Right. What isn't transitioning at the moment? It is a very interesting time to be doing video. A a lot of us are, and by us, I mean people in the video marketing space. We're all kind of trying to like roll with the day to day, but also looking to the future and being like, okay, is TikTok the next thing? Is is YouTube going to be taking over globally? So there's just so much stuff going on and change happening in video at the moment. Well, what do you think right now? I mean, I'm always a fan of YouTube and I think it's here to stay forever. (laughs) So, you know, TikTok is is fun and it's great and a lot of people are using it for marketing and leveraging the short content but YouTube has been going the opposite direction and really like doubling down on long form content and like watch time is the big is the big thing right now and that's the metric that we're all looking at for videos so it's like how can you make your videos from two minutes which used to be the recommended thing to like 10 plus minutes and that's like the new. That's the thing on YouTube at the moment. So um, I'm following the YouTube trail, and I'll let know how that goes. Especially for like small businesses, mm-hmm. who is your your primary audience? Mm-hmm. It's branding small businesses. It's YouTube is the place to be because it's a search engine. It's not. It's not necessarily social media, and I think a lot of people bucket it there. But if you think of it as a search engine, then you've got this library of content that is. An asset to your business. People will be searching for the things that you're producing now Mm -hmm. years into the future. And so, there's content that I made months and years ago that I'm still getting traction on.
1: So, oh, there are videos of me on YouTube from God knows (laughs) how long ago when I gave some speech at some rando place that they put up. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. In the
0: comments. (laughs) (laughs) That
1: was really (laughs) early. Yeah, very embarrassing page. By the way, this podcast happened after probably two years of me planning to do a vlog and planning to hire your company to be my producers to edit it. And I finally just gave up and went to podcasting. (laughs) It's so hard.
0: If there's there's a lot more elements to video. Podcasting is great. Podcasting is so fun. You don't have to put makeup on. It's great,
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and well, it's just two different things. I listened to podcasts, so it felt like a good medium for me. That said, I wanted to do a vlog. I mean, i I get the power of of YouTube. And it's when you say it's a search engine, I don't really think of it as a social media platform, actually. I don't Think of it as a search engine. Either I think of it as its own thing, but when you say search engine, I mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. But the reason it's really a search engine is that you go you go straight to YouTube to search for a video.
0: Oh, you know, yeah. you
1: don't. I mean, I I sometimes search video and then whatever the search thing is in Google, but I'll also search the thing plus YouTube. I'm yeah. looking for YouTube, and I'm not really even. I mean, if I'm just being honest and thinking about how my automatic brain is computing things not really trusting the other videos. It's like, no, I'm looking for a YouTube video also because they're going to show me other videos that are related. I mean, it's just this whole thing. Yeah. And and there you go. I mean, and that is to stay. And gosh, you're right. The library of content is so, what do they uh, upload a billion minutes a minute? A billion minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy billions of people per using it. I don't know the stat on how much
1: is on no, there, but it's yeah. changing every day. I just remember hearing some crazy stats about 100,000 minutes of yeah. video being uploaded every minute or something. It's just insane.
0: Yeah. Um, and now during quarantine, everybody wants to start a YouTube channel or start a podcast or whatever that project is that they've right. been waiting to do. Like it, it's it's happening now. So there's just so much new stuff coming out. Right. It's cool. It's exciting.
1: Yeah. So when you do video, tell me what your services entail, because it sounds Mm -hmm. like, I mean, storytelling, video, actually how to what you're saying, but then also all this search engine stuff. I mean, how much of that do you cover? Yeah,
0: so great question. I I'm transitioning my business right now into being mostly courses. So having like a couple key offerings that I have. So it's kind of in levels. So the first level is camera confidence. And that's number one. So I have this program that's 21 days to camera confidence getting you really comfortable in front of the camera through practice prompts and things like that. Then the next one is like teaching you actually how to do video. And that's the strategy side that you're talking about and going into the gear and what a marketing strategy actually looks like, all of that stuff. I ran the course live, I guess, last year now. It's hard. Time is getting away from me. But I ran the course live and now I'm working on evergreening it so that I can Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. sell it it out there and then right now i'm building an advanced course this is beyond the strategy to getting getting down to the nitty gritty of what is the resistance behind doing video why do you get scared of showing up and being seen and then really supporting people through that journey so right now i'm going to run that live the Mm -hmm. advanced program and yeah, that kind of encompasses everything that I that I talk about. It's camera confidence, strategy, gear, technical stuff, and then the mindset stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember when you launched your first course because uh-huh. I remember specifically writing it. I was like, "All right, Paige, <laughs> <laughs> that's right, girl."
0: <laughs> the course we're all we're getting, getting the in course, the course. Hey, oh yeah. It's it's perfect for you. I love it. I love teaching. I love showing up on camera. I love like sharing. Like it's just yeah. so it's so fun. I love coaching. Like it's just all it all comes together. And I still love directing and producing. I'm just not doing much of it at the moment. I mean, first of all, because of COVID, right. but yeah, I just like haven't it hasn't been my focus for a little while. And if some project comes across comes across my desk. I've never used that phrase before. It sounds so funny. <laughs> but like if some project like right. appears and I'm really excited about it, heck yes. But right now I'm just focused on the consulting and coaching. Me too. Me yeah.
1: Too. You know, it's a phase of these kinds of businesses. It's mm-hmm. it's starting with the services. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you did these services. You built your process. You you got really good at this. You got results. That yeah. is what you use to transition into a course.
0: Totally, totally. And it's actually interesting because you and I, we have very similar paths because I was on the way to building an agency also. Mm-hmm. Like I had employees. I was I like- I do working.
1: remember that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I was
0: working toward the agency model. And I think you inspired me to kind of like blow that up in, a, in <laughs> a sense. And I was like, yeah, maybe this isn't the
1: direction I want to be going. hmm Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, lying. I mean, it's, I think it's a step on the path. I mean, unless you encounter information like the kind of information I'm putting out there, or other people that shows where that leads and that you might not want to go that way. It's a step on the path because it's a natural assumption. Oh, I want to be successful. I want to build a business. Well, that looks like an agency. That's what success is. And oh, we got to hire blah blah blah. But there's a different way. There is a different way. We are we are on the same path because we moved into that more high end services and then parlayed that into parlayed that into courses and continue to do the high-end services because when you market and when you're doing marketing, I mean, I want to hear how you market to bring your uh, people into your course. And I, I would assume that it's kind of similar, but I'd be curious because mm-hmm. any marketing is going to bring people into your orbit and there naturally, there's going to be some clients that want to hire you and you don't have to mar- like, once you get to that place where you're doing heavy marketing because you're looking for scale for courses, yes. you still get those services and they're great you get totally. to be picky, you get to pick and choose, you get to take the clients you want, you get to charge a lot of money for them and you don't have to because you've got this other thing. But I think people jump too quickly to the course thing without doing the work to build the service and the high-end service that really has traction and it it just, you know, falls apart and they struggle. So, anyway, that was a long-winded way of saying ah. Uh, I see I see what you're doing. I feel you. (laughs) (laughs) What's your what's your idea strategy for for continuing to build the course world?
0: Yeah, I so my next big project that I'm working on in terms of marketing is doing webinars and really doing some JV partnerships and partnering with people who are in in the space that i'm in and have similar audiences meet audiences as me but don't necessarily do the same thing so it's like like pia <laughs> oh my
1: gosh
0: yeah
1: i've been wanting to do okay. that but i've just been doing other things we should totally do that
0: we should totally do that and we can totally talk about like how you, you should do it because I think it's oh, so I valuable. I, it to is. Be, we're we're not an island. We can't build this this empire alone and we need to like lift each other up along the way.
1: I and know to, that and we, I have been doing it alone this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Girl. I got far. <laughs> but it's you time. Did. It's time. Some people leverage that stuff much earlier and it's smart. Yeah, I yeah, have like that's an issue with it. I think I had an issue with it. I think we can I, talk about that. Yeah, we can talk about that. What's we can issue? unpack that. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, you know, it's the issue of I don't know. Asking it feels like it's asking for favors, even though it's not. Both people win.
0: It's not. You have so like it's it's like you offer so much to their audience you know, and a no, you're used to hearing no, because you're in, you've been in the services and you know, you've been in the agency industry. So it's like, yeah, we hear no, and then we move on.
1: Yeah. I think something that I was hesitant about is not wanting to offer things to my audience that I couldn't really stand behind. Because I feel like a lot of people Mm -hmm. do JVs and it's, they don't necessarily know the people. But for example, I know you and I stand behind you. That's why, that's why my jaw drops. I was like, Okay, here's somebody I would totally <laughs> email oh, right market on. to my list in a way that I've been approached to do that kind of stuff. But I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you, you, what you got going on. I, I feel like my reputation is on the line to email my list and say, hey, you should go check this person out. I mean, 100, percent
0: absolutely. You have to be very intentional with the people mm-hmm. that you introduce to your people because one bad apple could just really mess with your list. Yes. So.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. JVs, very cool. Anything else? Obviously, you show up on Instagram and YouTube a lot.
0: Instagram and YouTube are my big, those are my big organic traffic Mm -hmm. pieces to the puzzle right now. And I've also been experimenting with YouTube ads. So many people talk about Facebook ads and I've tried Facebook ads and I know you've struggled with Facebook ads. Like I can't crack the code (laughs) on that. So it's but tough YouTube, it's tough and YouTube is a really interesting place because it's video ads first of all and hello I love showing up on video mm-hmm. and you don't pay for the ad if someone skips it within the first 30 seconds so you see those like 30 seconds ads. I think it's 30 seconds yeah they might have changed lot. it but yeah if somebody watches before you know if someone skips before the first 30 seconds then you don't pay for the ad. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to
1: wanna fact check that. That. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I want to say 30 seconds. Don't that. I'm going to have like, to fact check that. That sounds amazing. So, yeah. what's, what, what would an ad. Or 30. Even if it was 10. Yeah. That's a long yeah. time. I mean, I, like if they, they have
0: the opportunity to skip the ad, if they mm-hmm. are not interested in the ad, you don't pay. Like, wow. it's just
1: so interesting. So, give me an example of what you might do as an ad on Facebook and to what? On YouTube. And, sorry. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Right now I am running, so I've had, I've tried a couple different things. I'll tell you what I'm running right now and Mm -hmm. experimenting with is I'm running an ad to my quiz. So I have this like opt-in lead magnet that is a video personality quiz. And I, I start the video really enthusiastic right in their face. And I say, everybody's doing video right now. Are you still struggling to hit the record button? And I've got text on the screen, like Facebook ads. They're so strict about how much text you can have and stuff like that. YouTube doesn't care. Like I put so much on the (laughs) screen and I'm like, buy this, get this, 75% off, whatever. (laughs) They don't care. And so I'm like, take the video personality quiz. So ideally what happens is they go through my quiz, they get on my mailing list. Before they get the results, they're taken to a landing page that has a limited time offer for 30 minutes to buy my camera confidence program. So it's just like this. And how super, much is it? It's a one, $129 for the program, okay. full price, but for 30 minutes, you can get it for $50 off. So it's $79 for
1: the Amazing. first 30 minutes. But I am t- excited to follow I'll up with you it. on this because yeah. if, if you're listening and you haven't done anything like that, the, the goal one is just that it pays for itself. I mean, if you spend $79 to get however many people on your list and one person buys amazing. You didn't yeah, spend any money. Me. Yeah. And then me. if two mm-hmm. people buy, well, now you made $79 and if three people, buy, I mean, it goes yep. up from there, but very interesting. Can oh, you and do here's yeah, one more
0: thing? Yep. One more thing, just like, cause I'm pitching YouTube ads right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you open a YouTube ads account, YouTube will give you a hundred dollar credit. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you basically can do a hundred dollars of free ads, ad spend to try wow. some things out. Yeah. Are they your sponsor? I wish. I wish I had an
1: affiliate for YouTube ads, but I don't. (laughs) Send them this podcast. I know. (laughs) Uh, Okay. That sounds very interesting. What can you just do it even if you don't have? I mean, you have a YouTube uh, channel. You've got lots of videos on there. Can you do it if you don't have that stuff?
0: Yep. You can you don't need a YouTube channel. I mean, you need a channel cuz you need but to But you don't need
1: any sort of traction it's not like the swipe up nope. on Instagram and the 10,000 followers. No,
0: nope. you can be any you can be any random person to put a video up there. The, it's the other way around. If you want to monetize your your channel and your videos, yes. then you have to have a certain number of subscribers and a certain amount of traction, but with mm. with running ads, like YouTube doesn't care. You're spending money on that. You're right. giving them money, so
1: Well, you would think the same would be for Facebook and it's not.
0: Don't (laughs) I have no, I can't, I can't with Facebook.
1: (laughs) Uh, Facebook. Yeah. They're easy to hate, but they also do a great job sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. I've had a lot of success with it and I still dislike it for the rigmarole they put you through Um, and how much money they make off of small businesses and with no help, they do not give you any help.
0: I don't like that at all. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. But it can be really great. I know people have a lot of success there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, YouTube. I know you're new at that, but that's interesting. Thanks for sharing. You also recently, and I'm going to say recently because it's it's happening right now when we're recording, but it will have been a week or two behind. <laughs> you also recently ran an amazing free challenge. Oh. <laughs> Yes, I did. <laughs> in in your Facebook group. Yeah. Or was it a new Facebook group for, for the challenge?
0: I created a new group for the challenge specifically. Okay. Okay.
1: Yes. And it was supposed to launch three days after the protests yes. started. Yes. Oh, yeah. So that yeah. was
0: let's, let's pretty
1: intense.
0: It was interesting because the challenge was focused around visibility and about helping entrepreneurs small business owners primarily white audience be more visible online and once everything started i ran day 1 of the challenge which was like it wasn't actually a visibility challenge per se it was more how do you how do you build an engagement strategy first so it was like here's how you engage but on monday when everything started happening i just felt this is not the time for Me, if I don't feel in integrity about doing, running my own challenge and actually being a participant in it, I'm not going to run it. It just felt so wrong. So I put it on pause for that week and really gave people the opportunity to share other people's voices and amplify other people's voices and, and to, yeah, permission to not be visible for a week, like the opposite of the intention of it. But yeah, I'm really glad that I made that decision because it it was not the right, it was not the right move for, for us to be like sharing our message.
1: That yeah. Week. But then a week or two later, you did launch it and you repositioned mm-hmm. it. And I thought you did a beautiful job repositioning oh my God, it. You. Yeah. To be yeah. in integrity with the moment.
0: It was, it, it became about the bigger conversation and I, it wasn't, it was no longer about like, how do I share my message with the world? Mm-hmm. It was more about what do I stand for? And how do I do that with my story and with my content? And how do I bring other people into that conversation that I'm creating around my values and my mission? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I couldn't have anticipated it, right? Like none of us could, but it was so perfect. Like it worked It worked so well. And um, I think people felt a lot more connected to the challenge mm. and to their own journey now because they feel this like they really feel the mission that they're on and what they're standing for in this in this time. And that's the best.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it, your prompts were almost therapeutic in this experience, especially if you have mm. a predominantly white audience trying to figure out what do I stand for? Wait a second. Everything feels like it's been the, the table has been turned over and yeah. I got to find my place in this and th- it's time to reflect. And I really liked how you refocused it. Um, Thank
0: you. That means so much. Sure. It was, yeah, it was a little, it was a, a CEO move that I had to make. I really <laughs> had to like step into my CEO and say yeah. like, what would the CEO of page media do? And, and it just, I'm really glad yeah. that you, that yeah. you resonated with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, all we can do is, Be in integrity with our values Mm -hmm. (laughs) and show up with something that we feel good about. And a lot of people are talking about doing that while also being humble and listening. Mm -hmm. And I support all of those things. And also, I think it's important to be that voice within your community. Yes. Right. And to be a leader and to tell them that you feel that way and that you shifted Mm -hmm. the challenge to resonate with the movement and to hopefully support it. That's the idea, right?
0: Totally. I mean, a hundred percent. That's, that's the goal is to really support what's happening right now. And any way that I can do it, because I think a lot of us sort of felt thrown off and helpless in a way. Mm -hmm. It's like, what, I'm so used to doing everything for everybody and making it all work and being in control. And when I'm so out of control, I like really wanted to help in some way. And yes, donating and signing petitions is amazing. And
1: what can I do beyond that? There's Mm got to be more. Well, and as a business owner, we have these vehicles and we have these platforms. And we have power. Yeah. And that's valuable to wield in the direction we want things to go in. Yeah, well, that's cool. I loved it. I've, How has quarantine been for you?
0: Quarantine. Do you has live been... with your your BF? Mm-mm. Oh, I we I've been through two breakups in the last year. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> I thought you so moved out there
0: with somebody. I moved out with somebody. So yep. We lived in downtown LA, and then. I moved to the beach, we broke up and it was just not meant to be. And I actually, for a little while, I was like, I wanna start a breakup blog. I wanna talk about breakups and empower women around breakups. And I actually, this is like a whole other, I guess, what else am I doing with my life? Here we are. I love talking about breakups and I love (laughs) them as like a transformational experience because Uh it's a chance for you to burn everything down as you've known it and like recreate yourself. Mm. And I really, really love that way of looking at it rather mm-hmm. than like an end, it's actually a beginning. Mm. And uh, so I was going to start a breakup blog for a little while. And my most recent partner uh, was a web developer designer. And he helped me design this really beautiful breakup blog. After you broke up? Right before we broke up. No, right before- and then we broke up. This was the the most recent guy that I dated. So right before we broke up, he made this whole blog. And then we broke up and he totally like, tore it down. And like, <gasps> yeah, I still own the domain. So I just have to rebuild it. But I was kind of
1: upset about that. What are you gonna do? Well, you did have him make your big breakup blog and then break up with <laughs> I know, I know. Or like, uh, read it's- the room, dude. I know it's kind of it's kind of like comedic in a weird dark way. <laughs> it, it, yes, it is. Which which reminds me, you've also inspired me and I'm embarrassed to say that I didn't make it through, but I did take a stand-up comedy class last year. <gasps> Um, inspired by you because I know you do a lot of improv, and I wanted to do Im- I wanted to do something like improv because I knew it would help me with my speaking, and I got that idea from you because you were doing improv. And I said I can see how that would help me on the stage and all of that. But for some Gosh. reason, I did. I went to stand up comedy, which is really hard. <laughs> stand up is harder than improv. I, I, I think so. I think I was attracted to it because of the idea of not being on the spot.
0: Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. but the
1: back work in stand up comedy is so much more extensive, and yeah. in terms of really honing. I mean, the, what I learned is that these people, that joke, that tiny little joke that lands, they said that a hundred times, a hundred different ways to find that one way, oh, and yeah. and then being able to deliver it as if it's the first time you're saying it is incredible and so, so much skill, so much it's so much skill I have so much respect for stand-up comics but I but that was inspired by you and I didn't end up finishing it because I was the day that they always they have all these classes in New York City everywhere I'm sure where the graduation is you do your stand-up at like a comedy like a Gotham Comedy Club oh. in Kelsey yeah that's what you do here yeah oh you've gosh. been great with that but I happened to be going away the t- the day that that happened and so I never got to (laughs) do it I scheduled that trip before they chose the date and it happened happened to to be be, I happened to be going away that weekend (laughs) anyway so once I wasn't going to do the the show I ended up not going to the last couple classes because it was so much work but I want to try it again but anyways it's a long-winded way of saying I'm also totally could try improv and I was inspired by you because you seem to do a lot of that and I'm sure it helps you with your video
0: I love improv so much. I talk about it all the time, pretty much in every... I actually just made a YouTube video, which is going to be out in a couple of weeks, where I do an improv class as the teacher, and then I have the person watching respond. So it's, it's, it's interesting. It's very experimental. Mm-hmm. Cool. So we'll see how it goes when it drops. But I taught a virtual improv class a couple of weeks ago to entrepreneurs. Oh, wow. And it was so much fun. I opened it up to the people in my camera confidence class because everyone's working individually on these challenges. And I wanted a way for all of us to come together uh, live and do it. And so we did a virtual improv class over Zoom and it was so amazing. People did not want to leave at the end. Like everyone's hanging around chatting with each other on Zoom after. And it's really, really, it's such a great skill to have. It's so amazing.
1: Tell me a little bit about what that looks like
0: what a virtual improv class <laughs> yeah okay well I don't want to give it all away but
1: you don't um, have to but I think this is its own service just so you know that sounds like something that oh, that's corporate right. oh, okay. and business that's <laughs> always yes. always I can see all kinds of companies and teams doing virtual improv right now just to do team oh. building or coming out of your shell
0: I can't even tell you how valuable it is for businesses, for corporations, for small teams, because it's, I mean, I have a, a laundry list of benefits, but some of them are listening. Like you really, really have to listen and be present in the moment with somebody in order to respond to what they just said, rather than being attached to your own idea of what you're going to say and waiting for them to finish. Mm. So this like, this sense of listening is really, really key and so hard for us to do. Mm-hmm. So hard. We just want to talk, including me. <laughs> and then another thing which is why I say why I say stand up is is harder than improv I believe is because you have a team of people and you're all creating something together. So you have other people on your team who are making you look like a genius while you're making everybody else look like a genius. And so if you fall, if you fail on stage in some way, you know that someone's got your back. In ah. in stand up, you're on your own. Oh yeah, you fail, you fail. Yeah, that you're there standing alone. So yeah, I just like love the I love the concept of making your partner look like a genius, and that's that is like key for any kind of business interaction, sales conversations. If you're like doing a keynote or something, like it just comes in so so handy in so many different
1: ways. Wow, I love that. I want to take this class now.
0: I'll I'll run it again then, just for you. I'll <laughs> to do it because I've, I've been thinking about redo it, rerunning it and yeah, it'll be so fun.
1: Yeah, that's that, that sounds incredible. One thing that I, the only thing I know about improv, maybe this isn't even the thing about improv. This is the only thing I think of when I think of improv is the yes and, like mm-hmm. your job is to be, okay, take that and then add to mm-hmm. it. And Steve and I always joke, that we like, we really like yes and people. And oh, I really, love I really girl. don't like, like I, I notice whenever I'm I'm having a visceral negative reaction to somebody, it's usually because they are the opposite of a yes and, meaning mm-hmm. shut it down. Oh, that's not good. Oh, the yeah, people that are easy. Cool. Yeah, like yeah. the people that I think about who are so easy to talk to and engaging, they're always yes and people. They mm-hmm. always take what you have and they add on to it. And it's always just building it up
0: building. The building. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I mean, that is the foundational piece of improv. That's like every the first improv class you ever do. It's, it's like, all right, yes. And this is
1: that is let's the thing. Okay. Let's talk about it. Yeah, you're right. You got it. I got, I got it. I don't know where I heard that. But I, I loved it. Obviously, it stuck with me. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, amazing. So what's next for you? What's your Great plan? Question. What's the big? Yeah, yeah what's the big? What's the dream?
0: Um, Sometimes I'm so in it that I like can't see. It's like, I can't see what's next. I really want to build out my course business. Like I'm so excited about coming up with this product suite of courses and building that out and then really like building my YouTube channel on the side. That's, that's the big thing for me is doubling down on YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think those are the main things, maybe corporate improv now, who knows, right? Like <laughs> building a corporate improv business, that would be so fun. Yeah, I think like, that's kind of, that's kind of what I have on the, on the roster coming up and buying that beach house at some point.
1: That sounds like a plan. I will come visit. <laughs> I, will so move, I will not move, but I will visit. The whole fam. The whole fam. Yes. Yeah. yeah we need some California time. Especially after being quarantined in, in Brooklyn for however long this lasts. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, Paige, it's been a pleasure.
0: Oh, this is so fun. I Thank love talking you so to you. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. I love talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on um, yeah. and sharing all of this this wisdom. I can't wait to continue to watch your business grow. And I think we have so I think a lot of people have a lot to learn from you because you are on the cutting edge in a couple of different spaces that even though it's not like YouTube is a secret, it's not like video is a secret, but right. most people, they're not doing it. So well, I don't think it's it. still wild west. I think it's still ripe for the picking.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. There's a there's a lot of opportunity there right now. Thank totally. you, Paige. You're welcome. Amazing. Thank you. Thank
1: you. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling totally inspired to get on video right now. So if you are too, but you're also feeling hesitant to press that record button, even though you know you want to, a great first step would be to go follow Paige on Instagram at Paige Media or go watch her YouTube videos or take her up on that special offer for her 21 Days to Camera Confidence course. The first step is taking her video personality quiz at bit.ly backslash page quiz. I will put these links in the show notes at psilva.com backslash podcast. Also, if you know other entrepreneurs who struggle to put their business in its place and could benefit from hanging out with us, please share this podcast with them. Hard work can only take you so far. It's how you show up in your business that makes the difference. And to make sure that you don't miss an episode of Show Your Business Who's Boss, hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast player. Taking inspiration from Paige, try going live on Facebook or Instagram today and just share something valuable with your audience. It doesn't have to be perfect. And truly, perfection is the enemy of showing up on video because it can always be better. If you don't wanna touch video with a 10-foot pole, ask yourself what's stopping you. Video is one of the fastest ways to connect with your audience and build trust. And trust is what leads to sales. Although video isn't right for everyone, if you know that you could crush it on video, I urge you to take this opportunity to consider whether it could be your next step in showing your business who's boss. Show Your Business whose Boss is produced by Yellow House Media. Production coordinator is Sean McMullen. This episode is edited by Marty Seafelt. Production assistance by Kristen Runvik. Creative Direction by Steve Wastervall. Our theme music is Glass Prisms by Western Runners.